Welcome to Gaia's Love, a podcast of brief messages to help humanity bridge the gap to the new earth. My name is Vivian Gerard. It is my delight to be a scribe for consciousness today, sharing the wisdom that flows through from source. Here we go. Episode 193. It is Tuesday here in Cincinnati. The sun is back out. The skies are blue. (laughs) There's a few white clouds. It's still a little chilly, but it's a gorgeous spring day. A gorgeous May day here in this city. So I hope that the weather is as beautiful where you are as you're listening to this. So today I was pondering yesterday's podcast a little more about our first choice and then I started just playing with the word choice I woke up on Sunday night in the middle of the night and all I could think or feel was this word choice (laughs) it was like my soul was just showing me choice after choice after choice and bringing that word really forward in my awareness and so when I was sitting today thinking about the podcast I was like is it our second choice are we going to do one two three four all week (laughs) like what are we going to do And the answer I felt was no, because that would be a conditioned, uh, traditional way of flowing through something. We line it all up, we put it in order, we follow the rules, one, two, three, four. And that um, idea of being conditioned or conditioning kept moving through my thoughts while I was meditating. There's a great Zen card in my Osho deck that is titled Conditioning, and it's all about being willing to stand out in the crowd, being the lion in the midst of the sheep, and not being afraid to to be your unique individual self. And so I thought, well, maybe I'll read the card and tune into it that way. And then I clearly heard you talk about it in your book. (laughs) Why would you read from an Osho card when you have your own story to share? And why (laughs) why would you do that so of course I pulled my book out and started rereading chapter three and then I couldn't remember if I'd already shared some of that so I had to go back through all the podcast titles and remember like if I had talked about it I read the opening of um, chapter three in the podcast title truth resonates which would be a really good podcast to go back and listen to I think it's, I can't remember the number now. I think maybe it's 73. I looked up a couple of them, but I think it might be 73. But there were, there were some really beautiful examples energetically that I guide, I guide you through in that podcast of feeling the vibration of words and how they resonate in our body and then being able to discern what is truth and what isn't so that when we are in conversation with people, when we are moving through our days and listening to people's stories and sharing our own stories, we can keep coming back to this idea of truth and how it resonates within us. So it was a really powerful podcast if you haven't heard that one yet. Um, And actually while I'm saying that, 
Um, I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow morning, but then I won't be doing one on Thursday. I'm going to visit a friend. So it might be a good time to go back and catch up on an episode or two if you haven't listened to all of them. And that one about Truth Resonates would be a great one to go back to. We are moving towards a full moon in Scorpio this weekend, which is very much about peeling back another layer of awareness about who we are and and the fullness of who we came here to be in this lifetime. And so when we're doing that peeling of layers or, you know, revealing of more of ourselves to ourselves, this knowing of what is truth is a really powerful way to guide yourself through any shifts or any transformations or transitions. And then this idea of conditioning ties in so beautifully. So I'm going to read from chapter three, um, a little setup about where I'm dropping you in with the, the vibration of this book. So this is from One Day My Soul Journey and it's a description of the dimensions of consciousness, how aware we are and how much more aware we become as we are souls in human bodies and we awaken to what we're remembering. We awaken to the fullness of our soul, our infinite soul, which is so much bigger and wiser than our humanness and our mind and our limitations. So in the book, I describe my journey of awakening and I talk about how it feels to move through these dimensions of awakening of consciousness, how this uh, opening of these layers and this expansion of love as that happens is so powerful, it's so empowering, it's so beautiful. And also it's bumpy, there's work, there's stuff that happens as we awaken. And so this book is a guidebook for those who are awakening to really help you navigate the ups and downs of it. So chapter three, we begin with the third dimension of consciousness and that is the basic energy field that most people live in, some for their entire lifetime. We come from our first choice, which I talked about yesterday in the podcast. Our first choice, which is to come to earth, (laughs) to actually be a soul that slides into a human body. From that first choice, we arrive in a third dimensional reality, a world that is physical. We can see and touch and feel what is happening around us. And in the third dimension of consciousness here on earth, we play with love or fear. Which one are we going to tune into? And fear is heavy and weighs us down and it feels restrictive, it feels tight, it feels like a big heavy blanket that we're trying to constantly lift off of our shoulders. Love feels like a magic carpet that comes underneath our feet and it picks us up and it sweeps us up into adventures and it expands, it makes us become bigger and spread out horizontally. And so we're constantly in our human journeys, playing with moments of both, moving between both. It's not right or wrong, it's just how we navigate life on earth. So what I share in chapter three is a description of the third dimension, what it feels like, and then this idea of conditioning. So I'm gonna read a little bit of chapter three, we'll see. We'll see how far we go. Okay, so this is from One Day My Soul Journey. You're gonna hear pages turning and me moving around and (laughs) all of that because that's how it is in the third dimension. (laughs) Okay, the third dimension, page 32. 
The third dimension is the first level of human consciousness. So there's a thinking brain that can create ideas, hands that can mold and shape new ideas. There's a complex digestive system that thinks for itself, brings in ideas and nutrients and processes waste. The third dimension feels like the reality of the physical experience for most people here on Earth. For lifetimes, thousands of years, the third dimension has been the reality that the majority of incarnated souls in human bodies have experienced. When a soul decides to incarnate, take on human form, they arrive into a third dimensional reality that is dense, heavy, and limited in what you can see and understand. The chakras are functioning but perhaps blocked or not running energy at the optimal level of what a body and a soul can create. For a long time on earth, life wasn't as dense as it feels now. With more and more souls incarnating on this planet, bringing their energy and auras into the physical, the density of the planet has become heavier and the congestion of energy has become tighter. The third dimension is feeling more limited, more restrictive than ever before. In the third dimension, a soul human feels the collective society's energy as their baseline, their norm. It feels true that life can be scary, or your experiences are going to be limited, or there's going to be lack. You tend to go along with the average person in the average crowd having the average life. You don't set your expectations too high because then you're going to be disappointed internalizing lots of warnings that many of us grew up with in my generation and those before us. It's finally shifting with the new generations, thankfully. For example, we might have been hearing, don't get too big or you're going to fall. Don't let your ego expand too much or you're going to be disappointed. Don't set the bar too high because it's going to come crashing down on you. Or there's never going to be enough for everyone. These phrases and limitations are so common that we stop questioning why life feels difficult and we have to work really hard. The news media supports this mentality by constantly showing us the bad stories, in quotes. Our communities keep these messages right in front of us so that we don't forget. And so we stay in this limited experience of the third dimension. I believe we choose that limited experience of life. I believe that our souls know coming into each human incarnation that there is this feeling of density with a limited thought process and that it exists to push against us, to ignite the spark of commitment and creativity and the desire to push past that limitation into the possibilities of what others aren't expecting or thinking is possible yet. I believe we choose this dense third dimension of consciousness. We choose that we're going to come into a human body and have this experience of being told no all the time. Because in being told no, we can also find the strength to push back with our own no. And this time we add, oh, and also, I'm going to show you that I can create my own yes. But until then, in the third dimensional reality, we're like sheep that keep moving in a flock together, following the rules, following the systems and the structures making sure that we don't ruffle too many feathers. We stay safe by staying small, by limiting our options. And it feels good because everyone else is just like us. My flock story. (laughs) When I was younger, we moved around a lot, often changing schools. 
I was usually the new girl coming into the collective group that was already in each school. A group with their own established norms and patterns, hierarchy and routines. I would come in as the new student and typically be excluded from the group for a while because they were figuring me out and I was trying to figure them out. That exclusion pushed me to try even harder to be included because as a child it doesn't feel good to be on the outside or to not understand the rules. For much of my childhood I was busy finding ways to step into the collective energy of the different groups, engaging in the third dimensional reality of consciousness. I naturally wanted to be included in the activity of life going on around me. So my thought processes and my learned behaviors were based on understanding the societal norms and then conditioning myself to match them. Once I was accepted into the group of friends and had people I could chat with, eat lunch with, hang out on the playground with, sit in class with, go play after school with, then I wanted to stay in that safe space. So I didn't push against those limitations. I stayed within the fence. Just like a sheep, I stayed within the fence line to be a part of the flock. As a child, that was my soul teaching me, showing me how necessary it can feel for survival to understand all of these societal rules, how we find ways to be included and protected. I have lived this reality also in past lives where being included in the group is the only way that you survive. Everyone has a skill, a trade, a gift that they bring to the group. And all of those individuals working together then allows for everyone's needs to be met. This was especially true before money became the currency, when your gift, your energy, your skill was your currency. Everyone had something unique that they would bring to the collective group to take care of each other. If you dared to stand up and argue with the different gifts of each person, or the different skills that each brings, or perhaps put your gift down and say, I don't want to do this service anymore. I'm tired. I don't want to be part of the collective. Then you could get excluded from that group. In the third dimensional reality, when you're excluded from the group, for most of our early lifetimes, that meant you had no food, support, clothing, housing, or relationships. You were literally kicked out to survive on your own. And surviving on your own would often mean death because there was no support. If you lay down to rest at night, for example, and there was no one to watch or protect you, and you happened to be in the middle of a forest, well, you could be eaten or killed by animals. Seriously. The third dimensional reality was a tough experience for humanity, for much of our planet's history. We are more refined these days. We have more physical resource around us now, which allows us to feel more independent. But the soul still remembers those experiences and nudges us to continue to play it safe in order to survive emotionally. Our ancestral lineage is handed down through our cells from one generation to the next. Follow the rules and stay safe by staying in the group. War has also proven to us time and again that when you rebel, you often lose. And even when you do win a war, what is the cost to humanity and the loss of lives and the destruction of property or to the safety, security, or steadiness that humans feel. War disrupts all of that. It throws security up in the air and messes with everything. And when all of the pieces land back on the ground again at the end of a war, they are never the same. Life is never the same. In the third dimension, our ancestors have passed us these genetic codes, these truths, because they've experienced them. 
They've handed us these truths and told us to stay, stay safe, protect each other, and allow these mantras or belief systems to guide us so that we don't have to go through the pain that they had to before us. Over time, as more souls incarnate into our world, accepting these genetic codes, the energy field is becoming ever denser from the fear and blocked emotions being held, against, being held inside our human bodies. Fear has become stronger and tighter in our physical systems. None of this process has been wrong, though. In the feeling of the fear, it offers us the opportunity to strengthen our resolve to create something different. More gets created through contrast. When people get frustrated with density, limitation, being told no, and then feeling the resulting unresolved anger, disappointment, or powerlessness, the uprising of emotion inside can motivate them to break out of the mold and create something new. That has been the intention for this planet, to allow space for creativity to flourish, for desire to expand, for new to be created. With every limitation, there exists the possibility to break through it and create something new and different. From the beginning of time, the beginning of humanity on this planet, there have been individuals, souls, who have come to show other ways, to help nudge the general population, to create a spark of desire to create something new. They have come to help push humanity through to the next level. And that has happened. It has happened every time. The higher dimensions of consciousness have always existed. There have always been souls who have agreed to come in and hold that higher vibration, hold that higher understanding of consciousness, love, and connection, and inspire more people to move towards that higher dimension. But when you're the average soul human in the third dimensional reality and everyone is telling you to follow the rules, often that dense reality is what your soul experiences for many, many lifetimes. From the beginning of humanity, there has always been the possibility of a different experience being created on Earth. But as we are playing with time, space, and the density of matter, the joy is in the contrast. The joy is in understanding the limitations of the third dimension, feeling the heaviness of all of it, having a human incarnation and feeling the frustration of not understanding or remembering the greatness of the soul. And then transitioning back to being a soul again and going, oh man, how did I not understand that? How did I not see that? How can it be so dense to be a human? So then we come back into another incarnation with higher expectations and bigger goals, convinced that this time we're going to remember what it's like to be in the higher dimension and how awesome we are as souls. We land back in the human body and find that it's the same density the same heaviness and the same contrast. Oh, we transition back into the non-physical soul again, saying, oh no, I forgot again. And then back to another human incarnation where we don't get done what we think we're going to get done. And then we're back to being a soul again, going, oh, how did I forget? So there's this exciting, beautiful, powerful loop, soul to human, human to soul, soul to human, human to soul. And it's just extraordinary. It's just extraordinary. None of this has been wrong. 
there's such an easy way that we typically tend to judge ourselves. We say, oh, here I am, back in this limited third dimension. Again, I've never been able to make it to a higher dimension. Why am I not in fourth or fifth? No, it's the perfection of consciousness. In human incarnations, every time you come in and have this physical experience, you become more. You are more than you were before you entered the human experience. Your soul expands. Every incarnation is such a huge stretch for a soul. To take on physical form, to play with aligning the physical and the spiritual, working with the brain, with consciousness, holding thought, holding ideas, allowing creativity to move, move through and to spark something within us. It is an incredible process. Becoming a human soul. Spiritual, taking on human form is an incredible process. Every single lifetime is a gift. Every single lifetime matters. Every soul that comes and plays with humanity expands the entire collective energy of humanity. This is why our Earth's population is so dense now. There's an excitement, a huge expansive ripple of energy that has been moving through our universe because this planet, this Gaia, Earth, offers such an incubation for consciousness to expand. Souls are drawn here to have the physical human experience, knowing it's going to be difficult, knowing they're going to scratch their heads and ask, what am I doing here? Why am I even choosing this? What was I thinking? Yet there still is this draw, this pull to come here and experience it, to play, to delight in the physical form. And so more and more souls have been birthed into existence because this desire is so powerful. This creative energy is so powerful on earth. The numbers of stories, bodies, and ideas that need to exist to meet the excitement and the demand of souls who want to come here. It just keeps expanding. And the last section of this chapter is two pages. It says, slowing down. Now we have reached this point in humanity, this place here on earth where the energy, the heart, the consciousness that is our incubator, Gaia, is maximized. Our planet is reaching the limitations of time, space, and the density of matter. Earth itself is reaching the limitations of what we created at the very beginning. This co-creation of everyone being here is taxing, maximizing what Gaia can hold. There is a collective agreement between souls and the humans they inhabit, Gaia, our planet, and all the energies that exist in the cosmos to slow down this race of time, to slow down this intensity of energy and physical matter so that we can allow Gaia some space to clear the dense third dimensional energy and shift the vibration of conscious consciousness from third into fourth into fifth. The next level of evolution is one where our creative space can be more deliberate. The density of the third dimension is destroying our earth. The universal draw of souls to experience being in human form 
is impacting the natural rhythm and energetic heartbeat of this planet. Our planet is ready for a big exhale. Gaia needs to exhale third dimensional energy and inhale the natural energy of the universe, which is love. The original source energy of the universe, which is love and creativity and ever-expanding consciousness. So it's not that we've been doing it wrong. It's that we have reached the limitations of time, space, and the density of matter on this physical planet we call Gaia. We are rapidly approaching that limitation. There is a collective agreement from all souls, source, and Gaia to slow it all down and now come into alignment with the higher dimensions. And that's where we end chapter three, <laughs> the third dimension of consciousness here on Earth. So why share this? Why read this to you at this time? When we recognize, as I invite you to yesterday, our first choice, when we acknowledge and honor that we chose as souls to come into these human bodies and be here at this time on this planet, we start to realize that everything that came after that we must have chosen also. And so the question I always ponder and that I bring forward often in this podcast space is, why now? Why now? Why did your soul choose to come be in a human body now at this time? Why earth? Why here? And I believe there is a collective agreement by all of us as souls to come be here in these physical bodies, to go through these moments of awakening, of waking up, of remembering that we are souls and doing it while we're still in the human body moving along the the lines of consciousness the dimensions of consciousness and going oh it doesn't have to be fear we can choose love we can choose love we can step out of our conditioned choices we can step out of being part of the flock and we can be lions and we can roar and we can discuss the options of love over fear over and over and over and over again and the more we talk about fear, <laughs> let me change that. <laughs> the more we talk about love, <laughs> the less we talk about fear. <laughs> the more we talk about joy, the more we choose love. The more we choose joy. We are moving ourselves along that continuum of consciousness. We're moving ourselves from third to fourth to fifth. And the more of us who are doing that, the more the collective conditioned sheep flocks <laughs> are becoming prides of lions. <laughs> and it's like we're going through the transformation, the magical alchemy all together. And it's just one sheep after another turning into a lion and just becoming this beautiful, fierce love that will take a stand on our planet and be different. And then we see what we all co-create. I believe that a planet of sheep would choose very differently than a planet of lions. So perhaps we don't all need to be lions, but if there are more of us, more of us who are owning our courage, our strength, our beauty, our unique individuality, 
and more of us who are like Simba when he grows up and becomes the Lion King and walks to the edge of Pride Rock and roars, roars out into his land. The land changes from gray and dark and dead to vibrant and alive and green. So it's worth considering. Thoughts for our week as we move towards a full moon in Scorpio. Thank you for tuning into this vibration of pure love. I invite you to join me in aligning with the optimal health of your mind-body-spirit in the virtual community of Viv's Energy Gym. You can learn more at mysouljourney.com. Let's take this message of Gaia's love out into all of our relationships and communities today. So much love from my heart to yours.